Alright, so apparently I skipped episode 9. Uh, so just like the iPhone, we keep it rolling. Best projects I've heard this week, volume 11. Uh, it's going to be pretty nice. Uh, forget the intro. You saw you got the intro music. That's all you need. Let's just get down to the meat. Pause. Alright, indubitably, the most talent, one of the most talented artists to come out in the past decade is Jai Paul. Um, we just have made a decade and a half. Uh, releaser of Bait One's officially Jasmine and BTSTU uh, sample on Dreams Money Can Buy by Drake and uh, Beyonce Song, I believe. One of the most talented artists of all time. Uh, him and his brother, A.K. Paul, another talented producer in his own right, found the Paul Institute a few years back, uh, officially a few years back, and they have funneled some of their creativity into similar minded artists such as Hira, Renan, Fabian, and Paladino. Ruthven and Pen Pals, and those individuals came together for an EP today. Uh, that EP, well, not today, but earlier this week. Paul Institute, summer 2020. Um, one of the most talented bodies of work you'll see this entire year. Uh, must listen, really. Some of the unholy highs that you get from the production of a Jaipal track is featured here in tapes or singles like Unreal. Um, I'll say the peak is probably Unreal or Shadow Knight. Uh, those two bring in here came through. Um, but also Fabian and Paladino. Uh, the first Paul Institute artist, I believe, that dropped a track. Um, great vocalist. Uh, Jai Paul closes that track out. Um, I think, I mean, it's just a really ton of crop of artists. I would definitely recommend listening to it if you like. Um, What's his name? Neon Indian? Uh, Neon Indian, I believe. Uh, just that 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 really funky uh, electro scene that just kind of had like a schism of different sounding genres. I really know how to describe what Jai Paul puts together. The closest I've come to is... Um, let me look it up real quick. The closest comparison I've come to is a uh, neon neon Indians Vega Intel International Night School. Um, that's defined as electronic disco neo psychedelia. I think that'd be a good genre to put it in, right? Neo psychedelia. That's that's pretty cool. And vaporwave. I can see some of that in the production here. Uh, but like I said, the highs, Unreal, Shadow Knight, Be Honest. The first three are in my opinion the best, but the you know latter three are very worth listening to. Um, lyrically, I think the most valuable project is probably Have You Decided by Ruthven. I think that's the best lyrical pro uh, song project. Uh, but yeah, let's go on to the next one. All right, man. Now, this one, a little bit weird because I did listen to this partially, right? Two years ago when it came out, Squidtastic by Saw Baby. I thought it was, I thought it was, that was a decent project. I didn't really give it a real listen. Really, I listened to Anime World and then like I listened to Tonight. <laughs> I listened to a couple other tracks a little bit, but I didn't really give it a listen. You know, I guess I'm in the, my brother's base uh, football practice. I'm like, you know, let's start something I haven't heard in a while, and um, I was I was amazed. You know, I the consistency here. 
it's a little bit different to me than in Saunders, right? Because you go to Saunders, take a look at it. Fantastic project. For me, like, there's it's, it's some really high highs. I'd say even higher highs than, some this, than this project has. But, you know, you remember the highs more than the consistency. I think this is a very, like, I think this is a listen front to back. I don't think you can, I think you can skip a little bit, but like, I, you know, I, I let's get to the, let's get to the track list breakdown. Soft rip, you get behind, well, you get another Daquan intro, Don Quan intro, um, you know, a little shit talking intro. I mean, you know, we get that every time. Uh, behind the scenes, great actual opener. And then Army Boyfriend and Sunny Days, you get two of T3 features in the latter two there. Um, T3 is really unique. He he matches Saw Baby's uh, energy a lot, and he does it well in this one, too. Uh, I think he does it better than on Marsupial Superstars, which is one of the leading hits from the previous album. Uh, Anime World, one of the iPhone the Pete singles of 2018. Uh, Aunt Pat, pretty cool track. Uh, kind of one of the more introspective, I suppose. Tries to get a side baby, and then like Tall was also in that same lane. Like it made me feel like he was like really giving a heartfelt, like kind of you know middle finger to those people who like made him feel bad because he was so tall. Like I don't. <laughs> That's that's a weird thing to be bullied about. I've never been like, well, I guess I've been taller than average at some point in my life, but at this point, I I wouldn't say that at all. Um, but I never got bullied for it, so <laughs> I couldn't relate to that particularly. Uh, Honeybees is very unique. I definitely don't remember this from my previous listen uh, two years ago. Uh, the buzzing on this kind of got aggravating to me, but like it was just such a weird like takeout there that like it made me think like this is the this is a thug clone that reminds me the most of what made thug likable to internet niggas over the past half decade or so. Um, because it's just a risk that like you wouldn't see like I don't know who's the other thug clones like like Gunner I guess little baby the the people that we really consider influenced by by thug you know. Um, and yeah, I I just looked up thug, young thug clones. The first one I see is Saw Baby on Reddit. Um, Lil Key, I could see that. I don't really like Lil Key that much, um, particularly. I, I see why people do. I just don't. Uh, I think Gunna is. This one says Gunna and Lil Baby aren't thug clones. I think Gunna is. I wouldn't necessarily say that thug is, but I definitely I, I think Saw Baby. Uh, Lil Keed. Um, who else? I was talking. I used to like actually follow that topic. Lil Got It. Oh man, I haven't heard that one in a while. Lil Got It, I guess. Uh, I have not listened to many Lil Got It songs. Uh, but just looking this up, the topic up, one of the first videos put on here is what happened to Saw Baby, the original Young Thug clone. That's funny to me. Uh, but yeah, it's he's definitely hard and seriously influenced by Young Thug at the very least. And Honeybees is one of those tracks to make me think this guy 
is worthy of being compared to Young Thug, not just in a biting manner, but actually in terms of artistic risk. And tonight, uh, one of my favorite hooks I think I've ever heard, I've been playing nonstop, nonstop. Don't chew gum while you're doing a video. That's that's my recommendation to y'all. Uh, anyway, so I definitely recommend listening to this. Um, one of my favorite bubblegum trap projects, bubblegum trap being a genre that is largely subsided with uh, Migos being less and less relevant uh, and doing that because of doing that and at doing that. Uh, and just, you know, bubblegum trap is, is over with, man. You know, Lil Yachty, uh, all those individuals, I mean, they just did it to death. It's, it's done. But this is one of the premier uh, projects to come out of that, that, that lane. I think it differs from Saunders because Saunders did do quite a few, um, I feel like just normal trap joints of the time. Like, I think this is really Saw Baby doubling down here. This is him saying, okay, I'm gonna, cause I mean, this is, his, he, he like hid himself for like a whole couple of years before he dropped, uh, an EP, I believe, late last year, and then dropped Barnacles this year, obviously. Um, but this was him, like, sending off, I guess, the whole, you know, period of time for him, musically, as an artist, and it's good. Uh, Anime World, Behind the Scenes, uh, Tonight. Uh, I like Sylvan's Hook, but, you know, I want to say that's one of the leading. I, I think Boyfriend and Sylvan are two of the better tracks because of Hook reasons, not necessarily the entire song. Now, where I would say that Pat Sylvan, it kind of goes down a little bit for me. Um, I would say that you should listen all the way through. I mean, it's only 33 minutes, you know. All right, let's go on to the uh, next one. It's your boy EDP back with another goddamn video. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love EDP's intro. So, uh, anyway, this is the third part to this motherfucker. I recorded this, I think, about... What, two weeks later now? It's the 15th, so almost an entire week later. But I found my third project. It's an entirely different week, but it's the same week. It's still going the same week. It's a shit. Um, so you got this joint that came out like around the same time I had initially recorded this. About, I guess, a week ago now. A week and a half, maybe. Uh, and Glass Animals, right? Every basic chick I know on my Spotify loves these dudes. I'm assuming it's a band. I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, I always think from Future Glass Beach Band because it's some glass white people music I know about. And Glass Beach Band was straight, so I was always thinking, like, not literally straight. They, they at least straight motherfuckers in the music. But they are straight in the metaphorical sense. They are good. They make good music. So I always held this glass animals, metaphorical, corporeal, uh, non-corporeal figure uh, into a very high light. And... On a sense, I'm right now looking at my uh Fortnite, uh, not Fortnite, fuck me, Fallout Shelter thing here, uh, kind of just collecting the the deets. I haven't typed into this thing in like three months, but you know, I had to make sure my homies are still kicking it. Uh, anyway, so here's my thing right with this 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 joint. First, it runs with love Alabama shakes. I don't listen to that whole Halsey, uh kind of like you're supposed to have voice talent but you don't really have voice talent kind of falsetto uh 
don't know, pop slash R, all R and B, white people R and B lane. I don't know. I'm gonna go with pop. Um, I, I just don't fuck with that whole sound too much. You know, I like, I like Perfume Genius. You know, I like his shit. Um, I, I don't like when Halsey does. To me, this, this is the same lane of music as Halsey. I don't know if it actually is because I don't know genres of white people music like that. It's a lot of subsections when y'all music. No offense, no racism. You know, I, you know, I can't be racism in the, in the traditional sense. I mean, this is just me saying words at this moment. But anyway, my point being is that um, I don't want to classify this, but I do know it sounds like Alabama Shakes. And Alabama Shakes, uh, color and sound, uh, you know, good, good little vibe and, and error of music. Uh, for me personally, and especially for the act, and I don't think released shit since then. Um, and I definitely get that when I hear, you know, the man's voice. You know, it 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 really sounds a lot like the lead for uh, Alabama Shakes. I did a TLDR before some fucking asshole comes to comes to him and says, "Hey, they are the same person." Oh, well, my bad. Uh, <laughs> but the the production is also very similar, very very monumental at times. They can just at a snap, just come down a decrescendo, like, like an orchestra, really. Uh, and the hip hop influences between the two acts is also very prevalent. I would say even more so in this than I would say in, I'll say, I, I you know, sometimes that little spice and, and kick and cultural flavor and uh, music has kind of sounds like hip hop, I guess, because hip hop derives from the same genre of music, like, the, the, you know, a little bit of blues in there, a little bit of soul in there, shit like that. That's not hip-hop, but since, since hip-hop is the most prevalent genre that we know of in the modern era, they even hints at some of those um, fixtures of yesteryear. You know, the, when something else does come by that also takes homage from those genres, you know, we're automatically inclined to call it hip-hop. Well, at least I am, because uh, I have, have a very small brain when it comes to labeling music. Uh, so going on from there, uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast, uh, this, this song, I want to get this on its own section because I had a problem with it because this one I felt really was like some, I don't want to say swagger jacking shit because people can be inspired by hip hop. That's fine. But like, I, it felt to me like it was like a shitty, not, not even shitty, like it's, it's an okay song, but like, it, it feels like a rendition of someone who like listened to like some really uh, shallow hits from like mainstream like seven eight years ago like like if you gave me like like that Kyle um the guy who made I Spy like some of his shit he would have had like in 2013 uh fr- fruit snacks and cups of Patron it doesn't sound like that but it's the same. Uh, the same, the same juice, the same flow I'm getting from here. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just, I don't, I don't like that song for a few different reasons. I can see why somebody would because, like, it's where it goes, goes, like, it, it, the hook is straight. Uh, the beat is, is solid. It's like it's such a. It just doesn't feel like a good hip hop rendition from this from this individual. Uh, and Tokyo Drifting actually does feature a hip hop act. Uh, 
it it's more it's even more electro uh than the average track on here and that's usually where denzel or or um vince staples find their niche on these songs is electro with a little bit of you know kind of uh spasticness to it and tokyo drifting literally like to speak to the name kind of around like a minute and 20 in would just speed out and he speed speeds back in and uh kind of sets up the dinner table for denzel to kick it um but my favorite tracks were definitely dreamland tangerine and hot sugar uh you may know that those are the first three i feel like what those set in just interested in me more than the rest of them uh dreamland especially the kind of the 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 setup the building like to a climax that, that that song does and the climax mean like just the very last line of the song uh you know you make the album dreamland it kind of becomes self-introspective at a point uh it, the storytelling is interesting on that uh hot sugar is just a hit i mean there's really no other way around it uh that that was really the song that made me think alabama shakes more than anything uh I know white people are gonna love that, so that's gonna be. And there's nothing wrong with white people loving that song. Let me let me say it right now. I know that's the song that's gonna be played in like commercials, uh, especially like movies, like like slow down movies with like several jump cuts and and like people flashing across, like flashing looks across at the club. Uh, that that song is gonna probably get some burn there. Um, for some reason, Anderson Pack is in my head when I think about that song. It really is like just groovy like that, and uh, Tangerine is, in my opinion, the best hook on here. Uh, definitely my favorite, at least. Uh, amazing hook, and I also love the last song and the, the callback it has to uh, Dreamland. I, I love that you can hear the production, but also kind of like faint. Uh, you can rehear the 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 lines being used. Um, I feel like there's another song that I liked. That's on the back half. The back half just kind of just goes through smooth to me. I just don't. There's not anything that stood out in the back half. And I will say I listened to the first half like five different times. I listened to the back half like once. So maybe that's the problem. But um, nothing in the back half really stood out to me personally. Uh, Domestic Bliss. I want to say I I I note it, but I didn't actually like write anything down about it. So yeah. Um, this is a good album. It wasn't like amazing, but it was good. Uh, and it's good enough for me at least be interested in seeing like what else this this act has to produce. And this is a, it took four years to make this album. Holy shit, four years. That's wild. Um, so yeah, the the lead the lead guy, the lead vocalist. Uh, I fuck with his. I fuck with his voice. I mean, it works for this. Uh, it's funny to look on Spotify and see that uh, one of the comparisons is, is Joy Wave because three years ago, I played the shit out of Destruction. I, I played the shit out of that EP. Um, it really wasn't even an EP. So kind of, anyway, would I recommend this to anybody? Yes. Is this the most, the best album I heard this year? I don't believe it is. Uh, is it one of the more interesting? Yes, I think it is. Uh, I, I was thinking 7 out of 10. Off my first listen, I feel like I'd probably go after I like really give the production because this is you know an electro act, electro pop. Usually, even if the vocalists are interesting, the instrumentals is what really matters at the end of the day with those acts. So 
I'd probably give it another listen before I give it a real rating, but save out of 10 with Space to go up is where I'd be at right now. Um, and yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I think I found three really good, th- three decent projects that I think people should listen to. But at the same time, I know I didn't explain them very well. So uh, please comment, tell me where I went wrong, or tell me where, if you like the project. Uh, rate the podcast if anyone listen to it. Rate the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, just, just hit me up, man. Really, just hit me up. Peace.